I am Pastor Corrine Borov, Senior Pastor at Anderson First United Methodist Church. Thank you for listening to our worship service today. If you want to learn more about this church, visit our website at andersonfirst.org. Have a blessed day and enjoy the message. Our lesson is from Proverbs 4, verses 20 through 27. My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. And from the Gospel of Luke 11, verses 33 through 36, please stand as you are able. No one lights a lamp and then hides it or puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where its light can be seen by all who enter the house. Your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when it is, when it is unhealthy, your body is filled with darkness. Make sure that the light you think you have is not actually darkness. If you are filled with light, with no dark corners, then your whole life will be radiant, as though a floodlight were filling you with light. This is the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. On this Mother's Day, I've been reminiscing about my own mother and how she impacted my life. My parents raised me in the church, and they were leaders in the church. My mother was not ordained. My father was, which meant we attended every service, every activity. They were either participating or leaders in it. That meant that I was there, too. And so as a child, there were times that it was hard to sit through another event at the church. It got pretty wiggly. And I can remember as a young child, I, I tried to figure out my age. I don't remember, but it was definitely within my memory range. Because I remember very precisely sitting in a meeting with my mother and I was misbehaving. And I got the look. Some of you may know what I mean. I got the look. And somebody leaned over to my mom and she said, your children are so well behaved, you didn't even have to say a word. 
And I'm thinking, what do you mean she was screaming at me? <laughs> and then I, I can honestly remember thinking, I'm going to have to learn how to do that. <laughs> Speak with my eyes. That is truly a gift given. And, and I'm not the only one. We are not the only ones. I thought it interesting as I was Googling through Mother's Day gifts, just kind of browsing. My mother is deceased. But looking through, one popped up that I thought just was precious. For $14.99, I could have ordered a specially made mug that said, the world's best mom glare. So others evidently have perfected this art as well. But you see this, this gaze between mother and child is something that's very, very important. It's very impactful in the life of a child. Research tells us that within seven hours after a baby is born, their eyes meet and the impact begins. And what the child sees in their mother's eyes impacts them for a lifetime. It molds a person into who they potentially become for an entire life. Those gazes, those glimpses, those moments of eye contact with a mother. Pretty powerful thing to have. Pretty much a a power that a mother has. A mother uh, in 2018, a mother's worth has been calculated. Actually, they do this every year. And they've predicted that it will go up $5,000 from now on, pretty much an average. But right now, a mother's worth, paying for all the things that a mother does, if you had to outsource that, $163,000 annually. It's worth a lot, huh? $163,000 annually. But one of the most important things a mother does is look into the eyes of their children. Impactful. It shapes them. It helps them become who they are. And we do that too. Our face-to-face -face gaze with others. Now sometimes that can become clouded. In fact, in our scripture, Jesus describes that as darkness. Sometimes it's clouded really by just no fault of our own or just mistaken fault. There is a lady that the Journal of Ophthalmology has put her down on record. If they had a Guinness Book record for this, she had broken it. She went into the ophthalmologist because she was having difficulty seeing. Her vision just got dimmer and dimmer, and finally her eyes were just very irritated. And in looking at her eyes, they decided, we don't really know how to help you, but we're going to go ahead and and perform surgery. So as they were getting ready for surgery, as they were numbing her eye, this was in the right eye, as they were beginning to numb the eye, the ophthalmologist discovered that above and below the eyelids 
were contact lenses, 27 of them, in fact. <laughs> when she was taking them out, she would wear them for a month. When she was taking them out, she just thought she'd drop them. Oh, they're disposable. <laughs> Never clue, clueless that it was left in her eye, and she'd put in another. 27. But we lose our vision. We lose our sight when we don't stay focused on the light. And not just the light in front of us, but the light within us. The light that we have within us is the power of Jesus Christ. The life of Jesus Christ is here. We know it today as the Holy Spirit. But it's present. And scripture documents, the New Testament just records after Incident after incident after incident of Jesus looking and Jesus seeing. You see, it doesn't matter what language we speak. It doesn't matter if we know someone or not. The most powerful way to communicate is with our eyes. Through our eyes, we can express all kinds of emotions hopefully expressing good ones, but also concerning even evil ones can be expressed through the eyes. Jesus would call that lost place, that darkness, is the darkness he describes in this passage. But it expresses itself in many ways. It's no wonder that God came down to live and walk among us and look us right in the eye, knowing how impactful that was on us. God created us, knew what power laid in eye-to-eye contact. You see, when Jesus gave people eye-to-eye contact, lives changed we hear in Matthew 9 when he called the disciple Matthew the tax collector who was very content to be who he was hated by many but very rich and he had a gathering of following because he was so rich he was pretty popular with many he loved it it was great Jesus walked in front of Matthew and looked at him. Looked him in the eyes and said, I'm going home to eat with you. And then come follow me. And Matthew became one of those disciples writing our gospel according to Matthew. We hear also in Luke 19 a similar instance where Zacchaeus was in that tree in Jericho. The tree's still there, they claim, by the way. The sycamore. Climbed up the sycamore. He wanted to see Jesus. He was seeking to see what this Jesus was all about. 
And Jesus looked up in the tree and there was eye contact. Zacchaeus' life was changed forever. We hear example after example. One of the most powerful looks Jesus probably gave was to Peter. And we hear it in Luke 22 where Peter is around the bonfire. Jesus is in trial and the people are questioning Peter and he's denying Jesus and he denies Jesus the third time the cock crows. And Jesus turns and looks at Peter. And Peter realized what he was doing. Up until that point, he probably justified what he was doing. You know, I I need to be here. I need to watch and stand by Jesus. But if I tell them who I am, if I admit who I am, well, then I'm going to be arrested too, and I'm no good to Jesus then. I mean, he could justify that, right? But Jesus looked at Peter, and Peter remembered. Jesus had predicted this, predicted my weakness, had predicted that I would deny him three times. Can you imagine the shame Peter felt? But he didn't live in that shame. That look from Jesus must have also carried with him the ongoing look of love because Peter became the rock. He became the one that established Jesus' church. Jesus' look changed lives. Our looks that we give to one another when we gaze into one another's eyes changes lives. You know, you can do a little bit of a test. You can test to see if someone is sincere or not. Now, I don't invite you to do this when you're face-to-face with a real person. Use a photograph. (laughs) Because what I suggest that you do, and it's very interesting, magazines are especially, because most of the time when you have a photograph, you have a smile on the face of the person that's being photographed. Not always. But most of the time, cover the face so that all that you see is the eyes. Do you know you can see whether they are sincerely happy or not? You can tell by looking at the eyes. Jesus' eyes were eyes of love. Eyes of concern, eyes of healing, eyes of hope, eyes of transformation. There's power in Jesus' eyes. There's power in your gaze as well. It's documented. We know the significance of the looks that you give, especially in children, but to one another It changes lives. So if you are carrying the light of Jesus Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit in you, it will show up in your eyes. If you've just kind of made some room but not 
all the room for it. That's what Jesus would call darkness. It can't be shared. That light needs an all or nothing space to shine out through you. And so I invite you to consider today, what are you saying with your eyes? Amen.